Hi everyone, welcome back to Radical Hope Radio. I'm Lucy, a member of the Radical Hope team. Radical Hope was founded early in 2018 by Pam and Phil Martin shortly after their son died by suicide. Radical Hope was created to generate conversation that will help people feel connected by exchanging stories. We are committed to breaking the grip of emotional isolation. Today I'm talking to Andrew and Claire, two seniors at Colgate University. Um, They're here to talk to us today about life on college campuses right now and mental health on college campuses. Um, So hey guys. Hi. Thank you for having us. (laughs) Happy to be here. Yeah, of course, guys. Thank you for being on. Of course. We're (laughs) excited. Yeah, so excited. Um, So you are both seniors at Colgate this year, correct? Yes, correct. And are you guys back on campus, um, back at school, or are you doing remote learning? We are back on campus. I know Andrew's a little bit different. He's doing remote classes. Um, but we are essentially living downtown in the same town as Colgate, obviously. Um, and I actually have a mix of remote classes as well as in-person classes. So I kind of run the whole gambit in my situation. Yeah. And all of my classes are online, so I rarely leave the apartment, but, (laughs) um, yeah, it's been okay. I mean, you have, we have like, there are tents set up all around that people have classes in and, um, they're really trying to make it as accessible and safe as possible. I think we struggled at the beginning to like really get things under control, but yeah, we're fine now. I think we had to, so our school was a little different in the fact that we had to quarantine for two weeks when we got here. And then we have like different phases of like reopening. So we have to, we have like the quarantine is like gate zero um, quote unquote. And then it's like yeah. gate one, gate two. So we basically just go through these different phases of different restrictions on what we can yeah. do and can't do like in the village and on campus. So yeah. basically the name of the game is just trying to get through those gates as safely as possible and trying to yeah. get to newer gates where there are less restrictions. Yeah. And it's been tough for sure. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, of course. I mean, it's entirely new territory for everyone. Um, and that can't be easy, but I'm sure, you know, at the end of the day, it's probably better being on campus than still being at home or your college was completely remote. I'm sure like it feels a little bit better to at least be on your campus and like around your peers. Um, yeah. At least maybe you'll get to like see them outside or, you know, things like that. Yeah. I think the first couple weeks was tough for us I think (laughs) because we like we're not we weren't really allowed to go anywhere the only times we were allowed to go anywhere was just like on walks and you know that's just like a passing conversation with someone that you um used to see all the time so I think that was tough for us but we tried to just like get outside as much as we could and try to stay in contact with people as much as we could now it's better because we can actually like go places and um see people and like sometimes they can come here. So we have more opportunities to actually socialize, but it definitely was really hard the first yeah, couple weeks. Mental, mental health wise, the first two weeks was yeah. hard. I mean, quarantine, the whole point is isolation, right? So yeah. I think that part was definitely difficult, but I think getting to see other people, especially, and just getting back into at least somewhat of a normal routine of yeah. school um, in mental health terms has been huge. Yeah. So it's been, yeah, I, I can't imagine. So you guys, I mean, you guys are in a little better of a position because you're seniors. So you kind of like had yourself established on campus and you're in an apartment downtown. So you kind of have a little bit more freedom. 
have you seen like a change in the freshmen? Do you feel like, or even just like peers younger than you, do you feel like there's this like general feeling of like being more anxious, disconnected, even like maybe some depression? Like, do you feel Mm -hmm. like maybe that's like kind of been more maybe obvious on campus as you started um, back in August? I think definitely. I think, well, Claire doesn't interact as, with freshmen as much. Right, I think the I was, biggest thing is that we don't even ever see them really. I was just about to say, I mean, I have no clue. That's kind of the whole crux of yeah. it is that, I mean, even pre-COVID, I think it was when you're an upperclassman, at least it's hard to meet freshmen just because classes are usually with people your age, you know, your living situation, et cetera. Um, so even pre COVID, it was hard to know what the general feeling was for underclassmen Mm -hmm. going about life on campus. Um, so now that we are in COVID, I think that's (laughs) a lot more difficult. I don't, I mean, Andrew has teammates. Yeah. I I think I was going to say, like, I think the swim, I'm in some team and the freshmen, I think are struggling a little bit. I will say that the one good thing that they all do have is that they do room together. So they have Mm -hmm. that kind of built-in friendship. But I think for a lot of them, from what I've heard is that it's really, really hard to make friends and it's really, really hard to find your, you know, your squad, your group of people that you want to hang out with for the rest of your college career. Cause I mean, we found each other freshman Freshman year. So, and we're still here. So, um, I think for them, it's especially hard to just like try to be social and to like actually get out and like meet people because as a freshman, it's so hard to even meet people in general, let alone during COVID times. So hard. So I think like they're just struggling with that aspect of it. Um, I also think they don't really like know what to expect really. So they don't know like how fun this place can be, how like, like nice everyone is. So I think it's like hard for them to kind of grasp that aspect of it as well. It's just to like, this is like the only thing that they're going to know now which sucks because we, I don't want them to like think of Colgate as this place where it's just like restricted. Right. And all I the mean, time. moving away from home is jarring enough yeah, and for coming sure. to a setting where you really are limited to pretty much your roommate and maybe a few other people I would imagine coming here. That's the other thing. So I think hard. like there's a boy on my swim team who like really doesn't really get along with his roommate. Yeah. And then you're stuck with them for two weeks and then you're stuck with them for the rest of the year. It's like, what do you, Cause I don't think they're doing any like moving or anything like that. Right. Yeah. So I think just the hardest thing for them is just being isolated, not like being able to make friends, being not really being able to like go out and have fun, experience new things, you know? Cause I, I mean, they've been trying Colgate has been trying to like do fun things around campus, but it's also like <laughs> we're, we're college success, kids. Yeah. We're like college kids. Like we don't want right. to like go like <laughs> on a hike or I don't know. It's like something weird. But, yeah, I think just the hardest part for them is just to um, trying to be social. But, I mean, I have heard that, like, they try to, like, um, <laughs> go out on the quad and just, like, hang out as a big class. And, like, but that at the same time, that's the other thing that's, like, getting us in trouble is because we can't do that. So it's a battle between wanting to be social and wanting to make friends and things. Right. But then at the same time trying to follow the rules, which <laughs> it's a tough, <laughs> it's balance a tough to balance. Yeah. yeah. But yeah. we have fun. Yeah. And I mean, and like you said, like that transition into college is already so hard and yeah. really stressful for so many students. I mean, no matter how well adjusted you are, like moving away from home and moving somewhere strange that you've never lived before is 
is a weird and hard transition. And I also think like part of the social aspect of that, the beginning of freshman year is like, you can meet people that you suddenly become really close with. And now, okay, now you have like five friends that you can talk to like, Oh, this isolation is really hard or like, yeah. Or like I miss home and like all that kind of stuff. So now it's like, now that you're not, you're kind of removing that social aspect, you're kind of losing that connection for those kids. And now like, they don't, they might feel like they have no one to talk to because they're like, I know three people on campus. I don't really ever see anyone because my classes are not in person like that. It just adds a whole layer. And like you said, it is a balance between trying to be safe with like coronavirus, but it's also like, how do you balance being safe with that with also the safety of these kids mental health? So, and we like the, um, Claire and I, we didn't even live in the same place freshman year like I didn't I met you through friends exactly which is like never would have happened if you know we were during this time so I think it's just like it's sad to like watch like the disconnect between people right I mean I mean just to give like context for Colgate we weren't even allowed to visit other residence halls up until a week ago and even now we still are only allowed to go into the common areas of other people's yeah, residence halls. Exactly. So it is extremely restricted. And I mean, like you were saying, Lucy, I mean, as seniors, we have these social outlets and luckily we have these people that we know. And I think even still right now, it's, it's tough. It's <laughs> like, tough. And so I can only imagine what it's like for, se- um, excuse me, freshmen right now. I can only imagine. Yeah. Yeah. It's so true. So Andrew, you mentioned being on the swim team. Um, you can brag a little bit. You're on D1 <laughs> swimming at Colgate. Um, how, <laughs> so how has um, sport cancellations and kind of all of that um, affected you, your teammates, other sports? Because Colgate's a huge um, sports school. So yeah. have you seen like kind of the – the loss of the sports teams and the games and everything. Have you seen that like affect you and your teammates? Mm. I mean, yes, definitely. I think the biggest thing about sports in college is that you want to be able to compete and you want to be able to have an audience and you want to be able to, you know, like go with your friends and watch games and things like that. I think that's like a huge part of college sports. And, um, for us, we are in a lucky position where we are still able to practice, even even if it's not the full head-on 20 hours a week, but we are still able to do some. But I think so many teams are, um, they got their whole seasons canceled and can't even practice because they have to fight for space and fight for, um, you know, like places to train. And we don't have that um, struggle because we're the only ones that use the pool. But I think... I mean, I'm friends with a lot of sports teams member and I think it's like really, really sad and draining that they can't, um, have their seasons, especially for the seniors. I think, um, your senior year is the time where you're like, everyone's kind of looking at you and it's like, Oh, like you're a senior, like, yeah, it's leadership, you know, the role models, like, um, and that's your time to really celebrate all the things that you've done over the past three and a half years. So I think, um, that aspect of it is really, really sad for a lot of them. And I also think like 
last semester, only this like half of the spring sports got canceled. So that was like a little bit different because now it's like everything has been canceled (laughs) (laughs) and it's a completely different ball game because, you know, so many sports don't have the ability to train and compete. But I also think like kids are just trying to see the bright side of things. And I think, you know, if they can get in the weight room once a week, if they can get on the field once a week or, you know, us get in the pool a couple times a week and like, I take that as a win, I think, but it's definitely hard to like stay committed to it. And, you know, I asked myself this question like the other day is like, well, what am I doing this for? Like, why am I training for something that's never going to come? Like, why am I, um, putting myself through this like pain (laughs) just to, (laughs) yeah, just to like not even have a season. And I think, um, at least for me, the hardest part is just to stay mentally in it. And I think, um, like, I mean, Lucy, you know, I've been swimming since I was six years old. So like, this is, um, I don't want to just like be done and like not have some sort of like big blowout at the end. Yeah, Yeah. Cause I like, I mean, this is like, had been my whole life basically. So I don't want it to just be like something that fizzles out, but I do feel that happening just because we don't have the ability to have a season. So I think, um, it's just been like really, really tough for a lot of athletes, especially the seniors. Um, but also the freshmen too, like they came in here getting recruited. They like came in here, um, ready to like play and have a season and like be excited for the new year. And now they can't do that obviously. So I think on top of wearing, having to to have a mask on top of wearing (laughs) to have, yeah, I literally have to wear a mask at practice, like right before I get Um, and right when I get out. That's crazy. But I do think a lot of like all of the coaches and staff are really trying to like make it as, normal like quote unquote as possible but I mean I think it's definitely tough because we don't have the ability to compete or anything and I think that is the one redeeming thing is that at least everyone's in it together if there is one silver lining it's that it's not obviously an uneven treatment I think everyone is grappling with it so Yeah. yeah I just think that the hardest part is the mental aspect of it because you know every athlete has been doing their sport for a while. Like they know what to do. They know how to do it. They know how to train and everything. It's just like the mental aspect of, you know, staying in it for not even having a competition is like the hardest part. Cause that's what you train. Like, yeah, you train for a competition, you train for to compete and, you know, be with your friends and get in a bus and go and, you know, swim against people that you don't normally swim against. So I think it's, um, or play against people you don't, play against normally so I think like just the mental aspect of it is super super draining and physically demanding to like stay (laughs) up on it yeah (laughs) like I mean I talk to Claire every day like I don't want to go to practice I don't like I just don't (laughs) because it's so it's hard it's mentally draining it's physically draining and it's kind of like why am I doing this you know because you know there's nothing that I'm training for so I think just for me it's just trying to stay mentally in it um, for yeah. as long as I can. <laughs> yeah. And I'm sure it's you and probably everyone else who, who plays a sport and yeah. also the aspect of like, you get so used to a routine and you're busy all of the time and you get used to like filling in the space, doing your homework and stuff. And then all of a sudden, like sometimes like a jarring amount of free time can be like really hard all of a sudden to like have all this free time. And then 
like you realize it's almost harder to be harder to be productive and like so that can be like a hard transition as well yeah the motivation aspect of it is also large yeah (laughs) right yeah because when you're busier, you're more motivated to do stuff. So you're like, yeah. I mean, my girlfriends and sports teams, they always talk about how they always get their highest grades during season, which is a little so bit, I, yeah. which is a little bit counterintuitive. But once you look at it through that lens, it definitely makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're like, when you have less time, you're way more productive. So that I can imagine has probably been really hard for students who have been athletes for all of high school or all of college at this right. point. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so tough. in terms of, yeah. So in terms of like Colgate as a school, I mean, I know every school is different. Um, but if you want to talk about like Colgate, um, mental health resources on campus, um, or just like generally the way mental health is talked about, we talked, um, a few weeks ago with high schoolers, um, on the podcast, teenager therapy, they were talking a lot about, um, the stigma of mental health and kind of how they feel like, our generation and their generation, even younger, like have moved past this like stigma of mental health. Do you feel like it, the stigma breaks down even further on college campuses or do you feel like students hide their mental health a little bit more to, you know, appear to have this like fun outgoing personality and make more friends? Like, what do you Mm -hmm. guys think about that kind of stuff? Um, it's tough. I mean, I think the conversation is definitely starting to loosen and get destigmatized. Um, but I definitely think there is an element of that feeling of people who do struggle with mental illness that they need to have it together on the surface and they do feel like they need to have some performative aspect to it. I don't know. I mean, I mean, I think um, of this past like year or so, I feel like Colgate has been doing a like a lot better job of trying to destigmatize mental health. And I think a lot of, um, I mean, at least like my coach and my teachers always try to prioritize mental health over anything. Um, which I realize is rare because I don't think a lot of teachers do that, but I, especially coaches too. yeah, Yeah. And I, but, um, I mean, all of my teachers have been, um, I'm in a very like liberal uh, major as well. Though. So I think a lot of my professors are always like, we need to, you guys need to prioritize mental health. Like if you need a day, then take a day. And I think my coach does that as well. Cause this is like a really, really overwhelming time. And I think especially now with this whole pandemic, I think they have been more lenient and been like, we well, guys need to prioritize mental health. And it is kind of sad that it took a global pandemic to like seriously to like yeah. actually realize that. But I think it's also like a blessing in disguise in the fact that now they are able to be like, okay, you guys need to really um, prioritize your mental health because I mean, with mental health, like when you're in a bad a bad way, one day like you can't get anything done. You know, it's like you're lethargic, you're tired, you don't want to get up. Like you know, yeah. it's just hard to um, actually do things. And I think. Um, Colgate has had this, like the counseling center forever. Um, I don't think it's like a new development. Yeah. The administration has done a good job of adapting to COVID with the existing resources it already has. Um, I mean, I know before COVID, I think there was like a certain house on campus. I forget the name of it. Excuse my mind. But, um, basically around the clock, like mental health care, um, and I'm pretty sure they're doing like telehealth services now yeah. for people who want to talk. So we're I, able to do like online group therapy, telehealth counseling sessions and like 
Um, yeah, things like that. Yeah. So I think even the presence of something like those services definitely helped to destigmatize. Um, I mean, I think as a society in general, not even just Colgate, there's like a long way to go, but definitely, I think it's for sure getting better. And I think just like the knowledge that, you know, you do have an, a source to like go to exactly. if you need yeah. help, then that's yeah. like also really good. But I also think a lot of the times students at college rely on like their friends. I mean, I knew I, I know I relied on you for a while. Yeah. Like if I, you know, was struggling, I just like need a hug from someone or something like that. <laughs> yeah. And which I'm glad to give. <laughs> <laughs> I think that can be a tough aspect as well, because sometimes you don't want to talk to a stranger. Sometimes you just want to talk to a friend, but that could be the opposite as well. Sometimes you just want to talk to a stranger and talk not a friend. It, yeah. Um, but I think at least for me, a lot of my professors and coaches have been trying to make it more um, accessible for like mental health. Yeah, yeah. And normalized. But I also think we do have a really long way to go. And I mean, I do think some, like, I feel like a lot of times people hide it on this campus. I feel like Colgate's a very, like, academically rigorous school as well. So I think a lot of times people are just, like, um, competitive about grades or, like, you know, they want to be the top shape of, like, academics so they don't reveal that, you know, they're struggling or, like, they don't reveal that maybe they've had a tough day and can't do this assignment or something. So I think, like, that aspect of it is hardest, too, because when you create this competitive environment, um, sometimes it can get to be a, a too much. And too, I think the administrative culture, it's definitely what department you're studying. Ag- agreed. Yeah. Like my department is very different from your department. Well, yeah. So Andrew <laughs> is educational. I'm at, yeah, I'm at studies, which yeah. is like education. I want to be a teacher and Claire is, um, political science. Yeah. I mean, all of my teachers have been very yeah. accommodating, etc. but I think but it's definitely different. There are different attitudes across departments. Like the differences between like, economics and philosophy are going to be very different, you know, or even economic ed studies, just different teaching philosophies. <laughs> yeah. For sure. But I, yeah, I think that all of them are trying. Cause I mean, adults struggle with mental illnesses and as well. Like sometimes I've had professors who just need a mental health day, you know, and just to take a day off. And, um, my professor yesterday had did the same, did one, that same thing. She was like, I just need a day off. Like it's been overwhelming. So, I mean, like, everyone struggles with this, and it's not just college students. So, I think just trying our best to, like, normalize struggling and normalize, like, having a, t- a bad day or even a bad... And I think yeah. COVID has helped, at least in the That's sense that... That's what I'm that, saying, yeah. You know, just taking other people's considerations, whether it be your students or yeah. co-workers... Just every day being checking in, be like, I hope you're okay. If you're yeah. not, that's fine. I think COVID <laughs> has introduced that yeah. into more everyday conversations, which I think, you know, is a silver lining in the yeah, you know, definitely check, of all this mess. I definitely yeah. check in on my friends more. <laughs> For sure, yeah. Um, yeah. Which, is, which is crazy that, like, the pandemic is what brought that up, like you guys said. Because yeah. um, yeah. it's definitely something everyone's been needing for so long at this point um before the pandemic (laughs) yeah yeah. right right exactly so yeah it is crazy and I never really thought of the aspect of your major kind of having an effect on you know the way that students feel and in view on like how they can talk about with the way they feel and all that um that's a actually really interesting perspective because I'd never really thought about it that way um that's crazy so Andrew, if you want um, to talk a little bit about 
your experience. So you're in a fraternity at Colgate, mm-hmm. um, your experience, um, at Colgate as a member of the LGBTQ plus community. Um, and just a little bit about that. And, you know, if you have ever like joined or thought about joining or noticed like LGBTQ plus mm-hmm. clubs on campus or anything like that. Yeah. Well, with the fraternity, I think there were, um, the reason I joined it was because there, um, were a couple of guys on my swim team that were in it and they were like, you should just come down and like meet the guys and see if they'd be a good fit. So I did. And I, you know, really, um, hit it off with the guys and we really vibed and am I allowed to say vibe? And <laughs> yeah, you can say vibe. <laughs> yeah, totally vibe. <laughs> and, um, you know, we just really hit it off. And so I kept going down and like hanging out with the guys and just getting to know everyone. And, um, and then when rush week came around, I, um, wasn't really able to go to a lot of things because I had swimming. So by the end of it, I was so nervous. Cause I was like, I didn't get to go because like I had swimming, like, am I still like able to be in it? And they were like, Oh my God. Yeah. You were in it from the start. Like we knew we wanted you for a while. So that, um, was kind of just solidified it for me that this was going to be a good place to be. And it's definitely tough because I am the only (laughs) LGBTQ person in my fraternity. But I will say that the um, good thing about that is that, you know, none of the guys have ever made me feel bad or judged about it, which is like really amazing. Um, Because I think a lot of LGBTQ people on this campus experience that. And Um, yeah, yeah, a lot of them, you know, are not, don't really have not like a social life, but they don't, aren't able to like go to the parties that all of campus is going to. to And like, yeah, they don't have access to the same, um, places that, um, cis straight men do. So I think it's, um, definitely tough for a lot of LGBTQ people. And I'm not saying that I've had like a perfect experience here, you know, like I, um, there were times where I really struggled with, you know, people just being mean or discriminatory or, you know, just saying bad words. And, um, I realized that that's something that I would have to deal with, especially on this campus, it being a very straight white white. (laughs) campus. Like literally everyone is either (laughs) a straight man, white or a blonde girl. So it's like, I mean, it's tough, but I think, um, with, the we we do have like an LGBTQ studies major, which I think is really important, and we do have like a women's studies major, which I also think is really important. And I think that I don't really know if there are even any clubs on campus for LGBTQ people. I mean, there's probably there has to be like at least one, but I think that it's really, really, really tough for a lot of students. But I think. Um, I mean, I have had pretty much like a <laughs> a fairy tale experience when it comes to like being gay on this campus. Not that I'm like an amazing person, but like I think <laughs> I had it easy <laughs> because I mean, I did come in with like a built-in grant friend group with the swim team, so I didn't really have to struggle to make friends. And yeah, you never know how people are going to react. That, you never right? know how people are going to yeah. treat you. And I think it's um, tough for a lot of students, like just for that initial making it of friends. And, um, I, so I had it easy with the swim team and then I had it really easy with the frat being with them being so welcoming and everything. So I think, um, 
I don't want to like speak for anyone, but I do think it's like really, really tough for a lot of LGBTQ students. And, you know, I went to this thing last year. It was like a, it was like a dinner that one of the, the senior guys put on and he was, it was like all guys from the LGBTQ community. And we like went to his apartment and just like drank wine and just hung out. And the president of our school came cause he's um, LGBTQ. Mm-hmm. And then our Dean as well came with his husband cause they're obviously both LGBTQ. So I think having that representation is also really super important. Like having the president of our university be um, a gay male, like sets a different tone. Sets, yeah, exactly. Just like, gives representation to a lot of people. And I think, I think a lot of people see that and, um, would not only love him for it, but do like want to come here, you know, cause I think it's really important to have that representation. Um, but as I was saying at that, um, little like wine night, I think a lot of kids like just, um, talked about how they struggled to like make friends and how they struggled to like really have like a, flourishing social life and Mm, you know they struggle to um not only social life but I think a lot of them also struggle with mental health you know I think it's difficult to come into a space where you don't feel like you belong and try to yeah it's it's almost it's always an uphill battle of just trying to feel like you belong trying to fit in trying to you know have a bunch of friends and um I felt that way my whole life you know um but I think well, Claire, you helped me a lot with that. Um, just meeting you and everything. I also think, um, just like taking care of yourself and taking care of your mental health and realizing that you don't have to like try to be friends with everyone and like try to please everyone. Yeah. And just find your people, find your tribe. And, um, I think that was super important for me is just to find the people that really I knew cared about me and that I cared about. And, um, but then again, I don't think a lot of people have that, which is really sad. Um, especially now with COVID times, I think I don't think a lot of people have that. But I mean, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's yeah. That's I mean, that's like an amazing story, and like you said, like sort of a fairy tale story. Um, and it's really good that you recognize like that's not everyone's um, experience, especially on your campus and probably campuses, you know, across the country. Um, so that's really, yeah. It's, I mean, it's great that you had an amazing experience, but also recognize like, yeah, that that's not the case for everyone. Um, so we, I sent you guys like all the attachments and everything, but, um, here at radical hope, we are launching our college program, radical health. Um, so basically radical health is a three week interactive program. Um, that's going to be mostly for incoming freshmen. Um, and it's just going to basically like give the tools and resources to help freshmen kind of like connect and thrive all four years of college and also beyond. Um, so it's like three sections, how you relate to yourself, to others in the world, um, so do you guys feel like, I mean, I know you're leaving, um, so you'll never get to experience this program if it ever goes to Colgate, but do you feel like this is something that's needed on campuses um, for all freshmen to kind of join and get all these tools? Absolutely. Yeah. I think any resource you can give to people, especially people just starting out on their college experience, like any resource, the more the merrier. So I think 
radical health would be a huge contribution to Colgate. It's funny because I remember um, <laughs> over the summer when the Lucy guys were trying to figure out the name for it. And I think it, this is like a perfect name for it. One. And two, I think it's like a really, really important um, thing to have, especially on college campuses. Um, I think in high school, I think you definitely do like kind of need this, but I think you go home at the end of the day, like you're not really there with college. I think 24 seven, yeah, yeah being here, traveling away from home. Like it's just, is a lot on, um, students. So I think this could like really, really help, you know, just to create, uh, sorry, <laughs> just to create relationships. And I think, I mean, we talked a lot about how, it's hard for these freshmen to make friends and be social and just like really so find hard. their tribe. So, hard. so I think things like this could really, really help just in that aspect of it. I also think, um, this is like a, just a good thing to have, like, cause it says it even like you can work on, you know, sleep habits and exercise and just managing which your mean, time, sleep which we all need <laughs> all right. yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and just, you know, things like that, which I think is really, really important. Cause I mean, I know I didn't have that. So I think I struggled a little bit with, just like time management, especially in college, because it's a completely different ballgame from high school. Um, exactly. And, you know, not every, like you said, you have um, like the mental health centers and the telehealth yeah. and all of that. But not every student comes into college like needing one-on-one um, like teletherapy or right. the clock mental health care. But there are tools that can make the transition easier. And even if it's something as simple as like, here are some like, ways that you can get better sleep or like here are resources on campus where you can like maybe take five minutes out of your day and just chill mm-hmm. or like, absolutely, um, yeah, just like how to exercise and like where the gyms on your campus are and like things like that. It's just like yeah. those yeah. little things you don't even realize could be a tool for you in, in your mental health. Like sometimes you don't even think those things relate to mental health, but then at the end of the day, like, you might leave college being like learning all of that in the beginning, like really yeah. helps and will continue to help as I <laughs> continue on in life. Exactly. Those are, I mean, those are huge preventative things as well. I think before any mental health struggle starts to snowball, I mean, I know Andrew and I would go just for really simple walks, like a mile yeah. or two yeah. during quarantine when we had structured outdoor time and it helped so much. And I yeah. don't, I mean, I never knew like freshman year, like, oh, just some movement throughout the day will help me feel better, et cetera. Yeah. Um, so I think having those resources in the first place, maybe before your mental illness gets a little bit worse where you may need some more intensive like consultation, yeah. I think those are great, great resources. I also love the last one, the relationship to the world. I think um, just for like students to realize their broader idea of like what they were like what they are responsible for in the world and the community is also like really important because I think like getting involved and just being able to like reflect on a lot of things in the like based on your relationship with the world is really important as well and I mean relationship with others as well is like super important I think like we would, like you said, we would go on walks and like, sometimes we wouldn't even talk. Sometimes we would just, which was completely fine. Yeah. I was like, I just need, sometimes I need we would minute. just, you yeah. know, just walk around and not and even just enjoy speak the surroundings. And, yeah. yeah. And I think things like that are like super, super important. So I think that this is like really a good thing to do. Um, 
and yeah, I think what you said, Lucy, just about like noticing the little things with this and just like not that you usually take for granted are just like really important. So good right, job. And, <laughs> thanks. <laughs> and yeah. And I mean, it's it goes back to the idea that like mental health on college campuses has always been a struggle. Like it's never been something that's like, Oh, this is brand new. And college kids are like just starting to feel anxious and overwhelmed and depressed. Like this is something that's been happening forever. So and like it's starting to get labeled. Yeah. yeah. Right. And it, we're just kind of starting to round the corner of like identifying it. And you know, if, if not now, when, right. Like when do we start giving like, we are the next generation, right. When do we start giving all of these college students the tools so that they can eventually become like really fulfilled and great members of society and like become leaders and become doctors and lawyers and like all that different stuff. Like we have to kind of think about, it's not just about like adult mental health. Like, okay, how do we make sure like the adults already in the world are okay? How do we make sure adults give people the, yeah. yeah. And give people the tools to thrive early on. Yeah. I, I completely agree. Completely. I agree as well. Really? So, it, so I'm sad you guys won't be able to, um, to have our experience. I'd love to have this. I know. We I know, right? Yeah. It's crazy. Cause like, I would never like, as a freshman, I would never think about needing something like this, but then like, <laughs> now, when you start now freshman year, you're like, wow, I yeah, need it. <laughs> now we're, we're battered seniors. Yeah. The importance of it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's, and it can be so overwhelming too, right. When you're a freshman or even like a sophomore, yeah. like you have, you have no idea even where like the gym on your campus is. Like, you don't know yeah. anything. Like, how are you going to, how are you going to all of a sudden like advocate for yourself and yeah. try and like go online and find the mental health resources, which can sometimes be buried in like a million different websites. For sure. So it's like, not necessarily like, right. Like I said, like not everyone needs like outright like therapy or like psychiatry or like one-on-one mental health help like sometimes it's just like someone letting you know that like there's a safe space to like discuss anything that you're feeling or for someone just to kind of say like hey like we care about you we're thinking of you we just want to make sure that you guys are doing all right like you're making it through your classes and all that different kind of stuff absolutely exactly yeah agreed so we are coming to a close. Is there anything you guys want to say? Um, I'll, I guess I'll ask you if you want to give advice to incoming freshmen. It can be literally anything. Um, doesn't have to be long. Doesn't have to be profound. You can say whatever you want. But if you had like one piece of advice. Um, I mean, I, <laughs> I, with COVID, I think like <laughs> my traditional or common wisdom would just go right out the window. Um, with that being said, literally just going off of what you were just saying, use your resources, use your resources. Absolutely. Whether it be professors, whether it be facilities like the gym, just stuff to help you manage whatever you're coping with or just prevent any like maybe mental illness that may, you know, emerge later on. Um, that's the biggest thing. I don't know how topical it is. I mean, I just for think COVID freshman. Yeah, COVID. the yeah. biggest thing for me, I think, with the whole COVID, I think, is just to try and put yourself out there as much as you can. Um, and socially distance groups. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Mask, socially distance. Yes, yeah, yeah. But I think just 
socializing as much as you can and trying to get yourself out there, you know, go on walks, you know, <laughs> go to the dining yeah, hall as much as you can. Sometimes. Yeah. Just like, you know, try and put yourself out there as much as you can. Um, also same with Claire, like use your resources, find your resources if you don't know where they are, you know? Yeah. And I mean, um, I think past COVID once this hopefully lifts yeah. for future years, um, I would say the same thing, just like open yourself up. It's such a cliche, but it's true. Open yourself up to as many experiences and just different people. You just like yeah. need to find. I think just ask questions, yeah. be open. Yeah. Um, and make sure you prioritize yourself over everyone else. That sounds selfish, but it's really true. And I think yeah, prioritize yeah. your own mental health before you um, worry about someone else because that can get very draining. So I think, um, yeah, just be open and ask questions and put yourself out there and be healthy and stay healthy. Yeah. <laughs> Wash your hands. That's, that's my biggest piece of advice for right now. Yeah. yeah. There you go. I love it. <laughs> Um, well, thank you both so much for joining me today. Um, it was great. I think we all learned a lot and talked about a lot. Um, and I think a lot of people really enjoy it. Um, so for everyone listening, thanks so much for tuning into Radical Hope Radio. We hope you learned something here and will continue to join us. For more information about Radical Hope, please visit RadicalHopeFoundation.org. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram at RadicalHope underscore FDN. You can hear more of these podcasts on iTunes, Spotify, and your Amazon Alexa. Until next time, stay connected, stay safe, and remember, hope is here.